My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning. Welcome to travel and cruise industry news on this, the 22nd day of December, Thursday, of course, three days before Christmas. Uh, as you can tell, I'm getting better, but the voice is still not back to normal. I am still subject to start coughing uncontrollably at any second. My head's still all clogged up. Just can't seem to shake this and have absolutely no energy whatsoever. All right, we do have a couple of news stories this morning, which we'll get to eventually. Carnival's going to sell three ships. MSC to Galveston. The ambassador CEO details the shocking cancellations, and some holiday weather updates. That and a lot more here live at 11. Today, folks, is National Date Nut Bread Day. Not one of my favorites, but I think we have some in there, as a matter of fact, so I might have to have a piece of it today just to celebrate. If you're listening by the podcast, welcome aboard. You can always access the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net or wherever you get your podcasts from. All the big guys tune in, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, any of the big guys. Just search for travel and cruise industry news and up pops the fat travel guy. Anytime you are listening via the podcast, and want to hop over to the video feed to check out any pictures or clips that we might be using on that day's show, there's always a link in the description so that you can do just that. And of course, we do have a special guest today on the Will Scooteround Chili Chat of the Day. So with no further ado, let me welcome back 
Kevin Martin from 30 and a wake up. Kevin. Hey, Chili. Glad to have you back on Chili Chats. Yeah, man. It's great to be back. Uh, I've been watching your uh, your last few shows uh, with you at sea. That's been pretty cool. Yeah. All right. After years of traveling pretty much on land, you finally broke loose and got out on the water again. So let's yep. talk about Ruby. Yeah. So uh, for those that don't know, I just did a 16-day Panama Canal cruise on Ruby Princess. And it was great. I mean, it was probably, I don't know, 50, 60% capacity because it was a 16-day cruise. Uh, I was from LA to Galveston. Ruby Princess is going to be home ported in Galveston now. You were just talking about uh, MSC trying to get to Galveston. It uh, looks like everybody's trying to get there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, it was a great cruise. Panama, I mean, I highly recommend it. The Panama Canal was great. We went through the new locks. Um, they did cancel our port visit in Panama uh, City, which kind of sucked, but it was still it was still good. Yeah. All right. Um, you have become. Uh, I watched your uh, your upload last night. You've become quite a bargain shopper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of people said you couldn't do what you set out to do. Tell us how your bargain shopping is going. Yeah. So I've been traveling full time since 2019. And for those that watch my channel, they know that I'm, you know, I'm always bargain hunting for Airbnbs, you know, the condos I'm staying at, plane flights, you know, I'm, I'm, I've always been a budget traveler. And so, so I'm experienced with looking for travel deals. The cruise industry isn't that much different than the rest of the travel industry, although there are a couple differences. Um, but yeah, I started, you know, you know, I started like everybody else and I went to the websites of each company and anyone who's ever searched cruises knows none of the, none of the cruise companies have good search engines. They all suck, especially if you're a solo cruiser and you're trying to figure out what the cruise is going to cost you just through the search. That's almost impossible to figure that out. Uh, you have to go in there and actually go to like purchase the cruise to figure out what it's going to cost you as a solo to go on the cruise, you know, it's, it's a huge waste of time. It's not efficient. Um, so I was actually watching a channel and man, I really want to make sure I, I give him a shout out. Cause I got this idea from him. I always forget the name of channels. It's like, uh, traveling with Travis or something like that. I don't know. He's like a newer YouTuber that travels solo. Anyway, he recommended this website called cruise plum. And, um, you know, I had used, like vacations to go. Yeah. I had looked at passions for cruises, which I really like, but it's more UK based. Um, but even those, you can't like really target your searches where cruise plum is kind of like, you could go very targeted. I can search uh, solo, um, you know, on the Ruby princess, you know, in May, like I can search that in depth and see what the solo price is. And they show the price that I think is the real price. They show cruise fare, taxes and port fees, and gratuities as the cost for a solo, which that's, to me, that's the real price. That's what you have to pay. So I love that a search engine factors in all the things I factor in. Um, and it's free. You know, you don't have to pay to use it. I don't, I'm not sponsored by them or anything like that. I just, you know, heard this guy say he uses it. 
I started using it. It's great. If you don't like to go through and do all the search stuff, you can search by solo deals and they'll show all the solo deals. You can search by hot deals, last minute deals, and you can search as one person and it'll give you that price that includes all those fixed costs. Um, now, the data on there is a little bit behind sometimes. So I mentioned this in my video. What I like to do is just favorite all those cruises on the cruise ships website or on the cruise company's website. And then I go in every morning, every evening, and I check that cruise because I, I've I figured out that cruise prices fluctuate Nuts. wildly. It, it's it, there's no rhyme or reason to it. I'm sure there's something algorithm based with the companies, but they don't tell you about it either. They don't tell you when a cruise price drops uh, by 50%. If if you don't check the website, you checked it yesterday, it was 900 bucks and it falls to 450. You have no way of getting alerted that that happened. Um, so, uh, so, I mean, that's been my strategy uh, for that. And on this cruise, this uh, Panama Canal cruise, I was able to book it for... Uh, the base cost was $4.99. As you know, going through the Panama Canal is expensive because of the port fees. Yep. That was $4.50. So the port fees was almost port fees and taxes was almost as much as the cost That's of the, the cruise. cruise. Um, with gratuities rolled in, that cruise was $74 a day. Um, which which you know, people say, Oh, you can't cruise for under hundred bucks solo. I mean, I'm I'm finding deal after deal for that. So at that rate. When you, you book Ruby the, as your first cruise out, was there a specific reason? Were you aiming toward uh, Princess Cruises particularly? Or no, did it just happen to fall into your criteria? Yeah. I mean, that's like, I'm not loyal to any cruise brand. It's all about cost per day. Um, that's what I focus on. What what is a cruise going to cost me per day? And if there's a cruise on Norwegian, that's, you know, $102. I'll book that one. If there's a cruise on Royal Caribbean for, you know, $98 I'll, a day, I'll book that one, you know, and this cruise just popped up. I was actually tracking it and it was at like $108 a day or something like that. And then one day I logged onto the website and the cruise was $499, which was, which ended up, working out to $74 a day. It never showed up at that price on that Cruise Plum website because it was so quick. I mean, I booked it and I actually put out a message on Cruise for Solos, letting other people know that it had that it was out at that price. And I know one or two people booked it. An hour later, it was up back up to $780 base price for Solos. So, I mean, that just shows you how quickly that stuff can change. I'm sure it had to do with us booking it and there's some algorithm that, you know, prices cruises based on how far the cruise is away, away, how many people have booked, you know, and then when people start booking up inside cabins, then of course, yeah. you know, they raise the price because they think there's like an inflow of people, you know, things like that. So, um, yeah. What was the question again? I, I Oh, uh, yeah. You, what, yeah. Was I targeting princess? Yeah, no, yeah. I wasn't targeting princess. Although in my experience so far, the cruises that are that meet my criteria 80% of the time are MSC and princess. Um, they just seem to have the lowest solo supplements. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things, oddly enough that I disagree with you on, and that's not 
disagreeing with philosophy. It's just uh, habits. I'm a big fan on most of my cruises of the main dining room for dinner. Yeah. And you almost never go to the main dining room. Yeah. So you're the, the buffet guy for everything. So to be honest with you, that was not intentional. So normally I, Normally, I only eat one or two meals a day. I'm kind of a, a um, uh, I do a lot of, uh, oh, what do they call it? Intermittent fasting. Yeah. So I don't normally eat three meals a day. So the cruise ship, the cruise ship uh, eating uh, times don't really fit into my own schedule. I, I think I'll change this in the future. Like I'll change the times that I do intermittent fasting. I usually eat like in a six hour window. And so that was the big, that was the biggest reason. I did go to the main dining room every lunch. We had a solo table there. And every day for lunch, I went to the main dining room. Okay. Usually, to be honest with you, I didn't go to the buffet. I only ate at the buffet twice, maybe three times. Uh. Uh, Princess has two really great grills. They have the salt, salty dog grill. Yeah. Um, and they have the pizza bar. And the pizza was phenomenal. I mean, I, I heard that, that Princess had good pizza, and they really do. So... A lot of times my meals were my my main meal of the day was supplemented by something from one of those two. Like this, the salty dog grill has like a great chicken sandwich. They have great French fries. Their chili dog is awesome. You can get chili cheese fries. And then the pizza bar has specialty pizzas every day, but then they have the traditional, you know, pepperoni, sausage, all that kind of stuff as well. And it's fresh. It's good. It's convenient. You know, I don't have to wait. I don't have to. <laughs> carry a plate around and try to find a seat in the dining room. I can just sit by the pool. Um, and, and as you know, with princess, you can just order stuff on the app and then they'll bring it right to you. But um, yeah, I think next time I'm going to make a concerted effort to go to the main dining room at night, but I did go every day for lunch. So I did do that. Well, that's my concerted effort is to go at night. Yeah. I, I pretty much my entire day revolves around that usually. Yeah, I need I need to do a better job, especially from a socializing aspect. I know that's like a, a great way to meet new people because you just go there by yourself as a solo. Say, hey, seat me with someone that is okay with being seated with people. And then you meet yeah. more people. Yeah. So I kind of missed out on that opportunity. I kind of got in a little comfort zone with a little solo group that that went to that I went to lunch with. Um on the on the food front, by the way, the little solo group I ended up with also really liked specialty dining, which is something I probably wouldn't normally do. But I ended up going to a couple special specialty dining restaurants with them, uh, Sabatini's, uh, Crown Grill. And I ended up loving the, the black, what is it? The black and blue onion soup from Crown Grill, which is, which is Jack Daniels, uh, blue cheese. Yeah mixed in with a traditional French onion soup. And so I ordered that into my cabin like four times because you can order it. It was only $7 and I had a bunch of onboard credit anyway. So I was just being taken off my onboard credit that I got for booking the cruise. And so, so I did enjoy a lot of the food on board, but I didn't do main dining room at night. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll give you, I know, I know you've got MSC comes into your play a lot. Yeah. And I loved MSC. Uh, I was on Seascape last week. The things that would matter to you on a cruise 
were great. Yeah. Uh, the food, the entertainment, the pools, the, uh, the things that you do, watching your video last night yeah. on the seascape were wonderful. Yeah. But from an accessibility standpoint, it was awful. I, I so wanted to fall in love with that cruise because like the, the virtuoso over in Europe has been so wonderfully successful, especially for the solo market. Yeah. I so wanted Seascape to be just right there for me. Yeah. And it, unfortunately, well, I, I haven't done my full report yet because it's, I'm trying to make it sound better uh, than it was as far as the accessibility issues. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to hurt them, but it was really, it was, it was rough for, from accessible standpoint. Well, hopefully from what I've seen from MSC, or at least I've heard and read is that they hear complaints and they adjust. Like I heard the food used to be terrible and now it looks like they're adjusting to a U.S. market. And I heard the service used to be terrible, not terrible, but European. <laughs> and well, yeah, by it is. yeah, by America. Yeah, I love their service. Yeah, I think they've, half, you know. I think they've adjusted, right? Uh, yeah. Based on the because they're trying to crack the American market, so maybe uh, maybe videos like yours will open their eyes to the accessibility market, and it seems like they're open to making changes and maybe on future ships because they're building ships like crazy on there. Well, I certainly yeah. spent a lot of time with uh, customer service. Yeah, well, and, I mean, they yeah. every one of them. Knew me by name before yeah. the week was over with, so yeah. I mean, it, it was it was wonderfully comfortable. You know, they say, "Oh, Mister Falls here, come up." Well, they, they you know come over to the end of the line, yeah. so I didn't have to wait in the line and stuff. And they take notes, you know. So yeah, I'm hoping that some, some changes will be made. Yeah, it's just unfortunate that things like the 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 most egregious things deal with uh, supposed handicap accessible public restaurants. Oh, no. All it takes for those to be perfect is a the push button door. Yeah. And and they're number one, heavy doors that you got to fight and you got to get through two of them to get inside. And it, it's uh, my hands and arms are well, you can see the bruises. That's from yeah. doors. That that's that's really that surprising. Group. That seems like an a no-brainer. An absolute no-brainer. Yeah. And then yeah. they do things like my balcony cabin. My balcony was completely accessible. I mean, a push-button door. Yeah. Opens the door. Little flippy-do things come down so I can roll right out on the balcony. Roll back right into the room. Push the button. The door closes. The flippy-do things goes back up. It was great. Oh, that's, then I had trouble getting oh, in out of the room. So. Oh man, that's it's crazy that they that's why they need you know they need to bring in consultants to like really test out what they do. The it sounds like they were trying to do good, yeah, and then they yeah, just missed things, things that like they didn't the, know about. The pool was actually accessible, and no swimming pools are accessible. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> That's what I mean. It sounds like they were making a concerted effort, but they probably yeah, didn't have didn't know. specific expertise there to really tell them like the little things. Yeah. 
So hope, I mean, it's since they're, since they're doing the big things, it sounds like maybe, you know, when they see videos like yours, they'll hopefully take that into account when they're designing ships in the future. Cause they're building so many, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, Kevin, I just got to, what's first of all, before I get on with the news today, what's next? Uh, next is I leave on the 28th for my one year of nonstop cruising. Yep. I'll be on Sky Princess to start off. And then I'll be on Maravilia, MSC Maravilia. And then I'll be on Enchantment uh, for three cruises, one of those with you. Yep. And uh, then over to Caribbean Princess. And then I have a little gap. And yesterday I booked the Fire and Ice um, cruise, which is a 33-day cruise out of Fort Lauderdale that ends up in London, but goes to Iceland, Norway. It's got like 16, 17 stops in the Arctic Circle. And I'm like, I'm so excited about that thing. And that'll put me in Europe in, at the end of June. So I don't know what's after that, but um, yeah, it's going to be a lot able, of fun. You are able to do that one for under 100 a day? No. Well, we'll see what happens. I put a deposit on it. So the, the price actually fell. Uh, the price fell $500. And so with gratuities, it was like $148 a day. Okay. So which for that, like I'm okay with spending more on cruises that have amazing itineraries. Like I'm not going to spend $150 a day on a Eastern or Western Caribbean when I can get significantly under $100 a day on an equally magnificent cruise ship, right? Um, But something like that, uh, the second portion of it is actually the expensive portion, which is the Norway Norwegian Fjords, fjords, and it's it's actually significantly cheaper than if I took it out of England, it would be about $200 a day for an inside cabin. So it's going to end up being 148 if it doesn't drop any, any more in price. I, I just put a hundred dollar hold on it and I have until the end of January. So I'm going to keep watching the price. And then if it goes down, I'm going to call so princess and get it adjusted. It yeah. Cause princess will adjust. So yeah. right now it's going to cost me $148 a day with gratuities and everything included. And so, um, so I, that's the only cruise that that's that high, but okay. I have MSC cruises that are $60 a day. Yeah. So when you balance it all out, it's going to, it's still going to keep me in that. Get your front the right average. Yeah. hundred dollars a day. So, yeah. yeah. All right. That's awesome, Kevin. Of course, we're going to keep staying in touch. And then maybe when you get on a cruise, maybe we can hook up doing one of these from actually on the ship. Yeah, that'd be amazing. If you've got a Wi-Fi. So. Yeah, that'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. All right. All right. Kevin, thank you as always for being with me. Yep. Thanks, Chili. And we'll talk at you soon. All righty. See you around. All right, guys. I will be back with some news right after a quick word from one of our network sponsors. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. 
Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. All right, the lead story today has to deal with Carnival. It appears that uh, three ships are going to be sold. They have uh, seemingly are leaning toward two of the ships being from Costa Cruises. The identity of the uh, individual ships has not been announced yet, but they are all described as the smaller ships in the Carnival cruise fleet. Costa Fortuna, Costa uh, Magica are the oldest. Costa Deliciosa is the smallest. Uh, Costa Sarina and Costa Diadema could be part of the removal plans as both of those ships are currently out of service. So there's five Costa ships and they're going to probably pick two of those five. The most likely identity of the third ship could be from this list. Aida Laura, Aida Diva, Carnival Elation, Carnival Paradise, Volendam, Zandam, or Grand Princess, which again are all the older, smaller ships remaining in the Carnival fleet. Uh, There are no specific plans as to selling them, scrapping them, uh, you know, drilling a hole in the hole and sinking them. Ah, whatever they want to do to them. But they're probably going to get rid of uh, of uh, three more ships. Speaking of MSC cruises, Galveston Wharves, the cruise port for the Gulf Coast of Texas, and MSC cruises has taken the first step toward an agreement that could bring a fourth cruise terminal to the Texas port. The move follows the November 2022 opening of the sprawling new terminal built in partnership with Royal Caribbean. Galveston already has three cruise terminals in operation. A fourth terminal is included in the port's 20-year strategic master plan. And the port is expected, had expected that it would be built between 2030 and 2040. However, when the port found out that MSC was really hot to come to that area, they've decided to move that up some. Uh, And there's been an extreme amount of interest shown from MSC. The MSC fleet consists of 21 vessels worldwide. Two additional ships would join the fleet by 2025. And the company said it has options for six more vessels uh, already in place through 2030.
right. Hot Air Tom is informing me that I killed the sound and didn't have it on. I appreciate Hot Air Tom saying that. All right. So uh, we'll back up here. Um. MSC, Galveston Wars, the crew port of the Gulf Coast of Texas, and MSC Cruises took the first step toward an agreement that could bring a fourth cruise terminal to the growing port. The move follows the uh, November 2022 opening of a sprawling new terminal built in partnership with Royal Caribbean. Galveston already has three terminals in operation. The fourth terminal is included in the 20-year strategic plan, but now that's been moved up because of the extreme interest from MSC Cruises. And the other story that I had talked about was the ambassador ambiance that our, our lovely friend Lizzie Lou was on when she got kicked off at dinner. Ambassador Cruise Line CEO Christian Veronig has responded to the events. The company halted its festive market getaway cruise after guests had already boarded the vessel and canceled its Christmas and New Year Canary Islands cruises for safety reasons. The decision was made following the identification of issues with the lifeboat stations onboard ambiance. Veronig emphasized that the health and safety of all the passengers is the company's top priority and made clear that the cancellation had absolutely nothing to do with the financial position of the company. That was the rumor that was immediately circulated. Ambiance is expected to be fully operational and returned to Tilbury in time for the Cuba and Treasures of the Caribbean itinerary on January 5th. Boy, would I like to be on that cruise. 42-night Cuba and, uh, and Treasures of the Caribbean cruise going to Funchal, Madeira, Mindelo, Cape Verde, Barbados, Montego Bay, Santiago de Cuba, Havana, Cuba, Grand Cayman, and Ponta Delgada, Azores. Wow, what a fantastic cruise that would be. And finally this morning, folks, is the uh, airlines are, you know, in a total mess because of the weather, not just in the United States, but around the world. As of 7.30 this morning, total flight delays today, 8,790. Total delays with within, into, or out of the United States, 956. Total cancellations today, 3,791. Total cancellations in or out of the U.S., 1,237, and those numbers are going to drastically go up. So, sorry about the screw up on the audio, folks. And I'm thank you, thankful for Hot Air Tom hopping in. And what, what a great guest Kevin is. I tell you what, he is just so easy to talk to. You just throw him a bone and he runs with it. He's just a terrific interview. I enjoy Kevin. And I, and I love his, his thought processes about traveling. Are just outstanding. All right. Hot Air Tom was, was with us. We know that. 
Nikki's here, Chili in Jacksonville. Yeah, it's supposed to, here. I did, I've, uh, it's raining here, or at least it was raining, but it's supposed to turn over at any time. We're going to end up with all of it today. Rain to ice to icy roads to snow. Not happy about any of that. Uh, hot airs. Uh, Mike's with us. I'm Mike. Uh, NCL sent us itinerary changes yesterday for both uh, Joy Cruises that are back-to-back in November and December, Miami to Panama City and back, dropping St. Thomas and adding San Juan, dropping Costa Rica and doing the canal a day earlier with an overnight in Panama City. Well, that's, that probably is not a bad change. Sonny's with us down in Mississippi. Hi, Sonny. The second leg of the canceled Great Stirrup Key added Costa Maya, moving Cozumel, Cozumel a day later. Um, will Elizabeth be back from Sydney by now? Oh, yeah. Elizabeth's just going to be in Australia three months because uh, that's all the, they'll give visas for. So, yeah, she'll, she'll be back. She may or may not be in Cozumel because she may be back on another ship. You never know with Elizabeth. So, and I'll how much money she makes in Australia, too. She has to work after that. Who knows? Uh, Sunny says their temperature is supposed to drop 40 degrees by tonight. Yeah, that's, that's a drop, okay. The Arctic Blast Express, yeah. Hoping with a full day in Panama City, I can do... The train excursion between oceans. Uh, lost that excursion when our Encore cruise had to be canceled in October. Yeah. Hot Air says it was weirdly warm here at Myrtle Beach this morning. Wet and windy, but mild. Yeah, well, it's, it's allowed to come blowing in there today, too. I would never do the Panama Canal in an inside room. Finally, have an aft balcony on the Joy next year. We'll enjoy full canal twice from that same room. But one of the problems with that hotter time is that some some people that cruise, you know, are so totally budget directed that rather than not go, they go inside. I understand that. I do that quite often. Now, if I was doing a canal cruise, I would probably, this is like an Alaska cruise, I would want to at least have an ocean view on up from there. But again, because I tend to be budget-controlled traveler, um, I have a tendency to go with the best bargain that I can, that I feel I can afford for that specific cruise. Cindy's with us. Hi, Cindy. Katie's here. Katie, good to see you. Tom, what are the bad posts about? Uh, Stay warm. It makes me shiver to even say 25 degrees. 25 degrees. 
Try 70 below, Nikki. What does that do to you? Hell, you've been a, you lived up there in Pittsburgh. You know what that crap is like. Oy vey. I had wonderful meals on my last cruise on Princess. I need to. I need to do a Princess. I. I don't. I don't look at Princess near as much as I should. I admit that. So, I, I need to put them more into my uh, tunnel vision of what I'm looking for things. Uh, and I don't have. I don't have any reason. Why I'm not, you know, jumping all over princes like I'll jump all over an MSC or I jumped all over all of America. Uh, I, there's not an excuse. So, yeah, I need to I need to expand my horizons a little further. I mean, I've been on princes before. It's just that they're not on my radar like they should be. Since I don't cruise princess, I don't memorize them, and I'm a bit foggy. But they, there were comments on Don's video about princess ship. Chili mentioned yesterday canceling a few ports due to hull cleaning. Yeah, that was uh, that was dead down in Australia, which was yeah, you know, that's just weird. Uh, the poster felt that it was poor management and should have been known and dealt with while the ship was in port at embarkation. Most of the item mentioned he pointed to poor management, not keeping up on things, food going downhill. I don't know. I've, I've heard the princess food is really good. So I'm not sure I would agree totally with that poster on that one. And I know when I've when I've been on Princess, the food was fine. Glad you are enjoying your time in Myrtle Beach. So sorry we couldn't take up your generous offer. The wedding is Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Made it a great day for the couple. I've been seeing several videos on several different cruise lines about cutbacks and service food, etc. Not up to par the last four months. Uh, not sure I agree with that. I mean, I've been, you know, the last four months I've been on a cruise ship almost all the time. And I have had no complaints about food. None. Not a one. People want to down MSC constantly. I love the food on MSC. Now, my only issues on MSC had to do with accessibility. Nothing with the major portions of the cruise that the average person and most of my audience here would care about on a ship. The food was fun. The entertainment was fun. The ship is stunning. Oh, my God. It's gorgeous. 
just from an accessibility standpoint that they got a lot of things to learn. But all the other, I mean, the parts, the main parts of the cruise, yeah, they were fun. The service was good. The, our crew was as good as I've had on any cruises. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of MSC. That's why I so wanted to be totally in love with this ship. And I can't. Uh, but anyway, Cindy says, wow, Kevin, that sounds awesome. Um, and uh, Kevin's back in the chat room. Uh, Kevin's just such a good guy. I really like him. Ramona Delaney, good morning, Kevin. That's one of Kevin's uh, Kevin's folks came over to join us today. Coastal will run out of ships soon since uh, Carnival has taken over a couple and now two to be sold. How many are in the Coastal fleet? Oh, there's still, there's still quite a few ships yet. Uh, Coast is, and one of the things that I was looking at earlier in the year uh, is Coastal going out of business. And uh, I don't think that's going to happen. However, yeah, Carnival has shifted some sh ships around from, you know, Costa and coming to uh, the Carnival line. But, you know, who knows anymore? Uh, but at least there's not anything yet on Costa going down. Uh, Chili's, what happened to the sound? I screwed up. Technical trouble. Kenneth's with us. I Kenneth. Can't hear anybody. Yeah, that was my fault, Kenneth. I missed everything. I'm joining you guys late. Mike says, can't hear anything. I know. I see chilly now, but no sound. Yeah, sorry about that. Welcome back, sound. Okay, so I'm back on. Uh, sound back, sound back, yeah. Emma. Hey, Emma, how you doing? You had you were doing a live today with uh, Tony and Don. Is that already over? Gretchen's with us. Merry Christmas, everyone. Gretchen says. Emma says I got to rewind to catch up with Kevin. Been watching his videos lately. Uh, yeah, Kevin's. He's just awesome, Emma. Uh, Sonny's with us. Um, Kevin says, uh, Emma, you are the best. Uh, Emma's always the best. We love Emma to death. And I'm so glad you popped in. That's, that's just terrific, Emma. Lizzie Lou was chatting about you with me on Ambassador, saying all lovely things, I promise. Oh, I love Lizzie to the death. I, she, I, had, I had her on after she got kicked off. Um, you know, at dinner, which I, of course, may, may have stretched the truth slightly to make a good story. But, yeah, I said that that all happened right after the soup course. Uh, Gretchen says, join us for Oktoberfest on the island, Princess. Ah, now that's a possibility. I just have to start. I've got to get them in my my crosshairs. And I, I have no reason why I don't always look at them. I, 
you know, it's, it's just so many things to look at. So, so many places to go. So many boats to get on, folks. I can't keep up with it all. I'm getting too old. Yeah. I am really looking forward to the day. And I'm promising, folks, the day is coming when I can talk about May the 1st. It's coming. When I get the numbers, that's one of the things that I have no proof of yet. I said, this is going to really save solo travelers some money. Yeah. It sure does over there in Europe. So I'm, I'm hoping it does here. And I'm tickled to be, to be asked to, to uh, uh, you know, host the cruises. That's fabulous, especially with Justin. Justin and I together, are, uh, we're a tag team, I'll tell you that. You know, he and I palled around up in Alaska, and it was terrific. So Justin and I, Mr. Bucket List and I, uh, hosting some of these, these cruises is going to be a trip. I guarantee it. I'll make him do all the work, and I'll do the entertaining. How's that sound? Season. Um... The worst day on a cruise ship is still better than most days not on a ship. I so agree with that, Kevin. It's, you know, and this is this is the first time after 21 cruises this year, I got sick on this last cruise. And I mean, I thought for sure I had COVID. I guess, you know, I'm still surprised that I keep testing negative. But um, even feeling bad and not having any energy the last couple of days. So I didn't get anything near done that I wanted to do on the, on the, the seascape. But still, those bad days when I was sick and like, you know, I went to dinner and came straight back to the room and went to bed. I mean, you know, I didn't even go have a cocktail. It's still better than any day at home. I'm sorry. And I love my family. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, I love my family, but I'd just rather be on the boat. Cindy says, I definitely saw a decrease in quality of MDR food on Carnival. Uh, I still did all right with the, the main dining room food on Carnival. I, I didn't have any real bad meals. Again, I, I tend not to take chances. I only order stuff that I know that I like. And, and yeah, so, I don't know. I haven't noticed in, in, on any of the cruises any particular cutbacks or lessen of quality on any of them, quite frankly. And Gretchen says, I think the same for Princess. Emma says, I love MSC too. It's a bit bizarre, but good fun. Yeah, I've I've been totally successful with MSC. And the only thing, the only thing about Seascape that wasn't absolutely fine was the accessibility issues. 
So for the normal cruiser, somebody like, let's say like Emma, whether she's solo or not, because sometimes she's solo, sometimes she you know, sails with somebody, then that's fine. But for a person like Emma that's, that's ambulatory, that doesn't have the, the issues that I have or the disabled community has, the ship would be fine. You know, all of my problems are, are, are dealing with the accessibility things. And things, you know, not all of them, but uh, things like I really felt they lost control of disembarkation. Um, that that was awful. I didn't like the, uh, the way they did the mustard drill. The first part of it was fun. They could have quit there. They, it was done or send people at different places to check in with the stations instead of sending everybody to one big pile. So it made it just a tremendous cluster, you know what, with thousands of people trying to get the five muster station to get clicked. So that was just, it was uh, just part of total lack of control. So that, yeah, that's things, but those are things that can be fixed. Nikki says a former work colleague is a notary and she agreed to be an advocate. She was my administrative assistant and we used to joke about uh, providing weddings for the students. Oh, okay. Hot Air says, I thought Emma and Don and Tony was Friday. Oh, it is tomorrow. My bad. I was thinking that was today, Emma. Yeah, it is tomorrow. That's definitely, I'll have to watch that. Um, Gretchen says, how funny and prophetic. Cindy, I've always been happy with NCL and Royal Caribbean too. Well, obviously, as much as I've sold Royal Caribbean this year, I'm very happy with their food uh, as well. And yeah, NCL. You know, the only I've only done one NCL this year, and that was that was the Hot Air Tom Cruise, and that was exceptional. So, and yeah, then after that, everything I've just not had a bad food cruise. I've not had a questionable food cruise. You know. There have been other things that have, you know, haven't been just absolutely perfect. But the foods have always been good for me. So, and I, and I understand that some people are saying that and feel that way. And I, I, you know, appreciate their feelings about it. All right, guys, that's going to wrap my sick, fat butt up for today. I'm going to go rest my vocal cords, probably drink some more cough medicine, and go to sleep. That seems to be a very logical thing for me to do for the rest of the day. So, all right, guys, thanks for being with me. I'll be back tomorrow for Friday Travel and Cruise Industry News. Same time, same channel. And as always, guys, Stay safe, stay healthy, think about cruising, 
and hopefully one day soon we'll all get together on the high seas. This is the old fat travel guy. Have a fantastic day, everybody. And if I don't see you tomorrow, Merry Christmas. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure, I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be.